0: We are back to talking about the science of fat loss and hormones, specifically the hormone leptin. We talk a lot about insulin. Today, we are talking about leptin, which is very closely related in its function to insulin. The reason I want to have this conversation with you today is that many people who are seeking fat loss don't understand why they need to balance their hormones, and then if they do understand why, they don't know how. They might not realize the importance, the critical role that hormones play in the fat loss game. They just want to lose weight, right? That's how I was, like, okay, whatever, I just want to lose weight. And then because of that, they will grab a hold of any weight loss, fat loss program, plan, hack, supplement, without understanding that while those things kind of make sense when we think about them, it's really hormones that hold the key to fat loss. And when I talk to people that are like, I just want to lose weight, just tell me what to do to lose weight, their symptoms point to hormonal issues. Of course they do because it's our hormones that signal whether we are burning fat or storing fat, among other things. If you have low energy, If you have trouble with weight gain or trouble losing weight, if you feel stressed out or often hungry, or your hunger returns really quickly even if you felt full after a meal, if you have cravings, are irritable, have mood swings or trouble focusing, a hard time sleeping, joint pain, anxiety, low sex drive, infertility, menstrual irregularities, hot flashes, guys, all of these come from... Hormonal imbalances, to one degree or another, and without hormonal balance, you are fighting an uphill battle towards any fat loss goals. When you bring your hormones into balance, you make everything easier. You have more energy. You have fewer cravings. You have less hungry, uh, less hunger. Your appetite is more regulated. What we're going to dive into today is how your hormones dictate your ability to burn fat and just about every other process in your body. It is your hormones that really influence cravings and hunger and appetite and all of these things because hormones are chemical messengers. You've probably heard me say that many, many times. They are chemical messengers that initiate communication in the body and influence your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior, your metabolism, your libido, your immunity, inflammation, appetite, everything. And these little signaling molecules, these little chemical messengers in your body tell you how you need to respond to what is happening both inside and outside the body. They are signaling you with changes in energy, with changes in appetite, with cravings. When we focus just on eating less and moving more, we're actually likely to create hormonal chaos and the body fights back. But eat less and move more is a really easy story to sell, and it makes sense when we think about it, but it's just not how fat loss works. Oftentimes, when we take the strategy of just eating less and moving more, our body will respond by increasing hunger and cravings, slowing down metabolism, increasing the production of stress hormones, decreasing the production of thyroid and sex hormones, and all of this can result in depression, anxiety, impaired immune responses, lowered metabolic rate. This is not a sustainable approach. It's not going to serve you in the long long run. What we want to do is strive first towards hormonal balance. And here's the great thing. When we do that, as we balance our hormones, we naturally experience less hunger and fewer cravings. So that eat less thing kind of happens automatically. That move more thing kind of happens automatically because we have so much more energy and so much less hunger and so many fewer cravings. So that's what we're focusing on. And we talk a lot on the show about insulin. And a lot about cortisol. And if you feel like you don't really understand those things, I am going to link in the show notes over on primalpotential.com to some past episodes where we've talked a lot about those hormones. I'm also going to link in the show notes to an ebook that I wrote on the Hormonal situation that really triggers fat loss and how we can optimize our hormones through diet and lifestyle. Whereas today we're going to focus primarily on leptin. That hormonal handbook, that ebook that is linked up for free in the show notes on Primal Potential for today's episode, which I believe is 403, is going to talk about lots of hormones related to fat loss. Today we're focusing on leptin, but that one talks about insulin, it talks about cortisol, it talks about the sex hormones, so definitely download that. It is free. It is up on the show notes right now for this episode on primalpotential.com. So leptin is a hormone, and it's one of our satiety hormones. It regulates when we feel full and when we don't. And if it gets messed up, it can make eating less really, really hard because you just always have this sense that like maybe you need a little bit more fuel and that confuses a lot of people. I know for me, yes, I could feel full, but it wouldn't last very long and I felt like my hunger returned very quickly and with a vengeance and it never made sense. Other people could have the same meal I had and they would be full for hours and I felt like 20 minutes later I was looking for a snack. A lot of this is about hormones. Most of it is about hormones. And as Mark Sisson reminded us, I think that was in episode 388, every bite of food is a hormonal experience. We have tremendous influence over our hormones with every bite of food that we take. So when we talk about balancing hormones, a lot of people get nervous, like, how do I do that? Are we talking bioidentical hormones? Are we talking supplements? Are we talking pills? Do I need to see my doctor? And the answer for a lot of people is going to be no. You can optimize your hormones through diet and lifestyle choices that you're already making, just changing them a little bit to really work with your body instead of against it. Because every bite of food, as Mark said, is a hormonal experience. It is information to your body. And when it comes to fat loss, Leptin is at the top of that hormonal hierarchy. It might as well be lumped in with insulin. We always talk about how insulin is the master fat loss hormone, but insulin and leptin are so closely related that they are both critically important in our body's ability or inability to burn fat. Its influence, leptin's influence on fat loss is significant. Here's the thing about leptin its job is to keep you from storing too much fat. So our bodies are really brilliant. By design, there are mechanisms in place to keep us from becoming overweight or more specifically over fat. But when its signaling ability gets screwed up, it can make it really, really hard to lose weight and very easy to put on weight. Leptin, Remember, it's a hormone. Leptin is released by your fat cells. Think about it as like a hall monitor of fat accumulation. When you start accumulating excess body fat, those fat cells release leptin to let the body know, okay, hey, hey, like we've got a fair amount of stored fuel here. And then, in response to that signal from leptin, the way it's intended is your other hormones respond to decrease hunger and increase metabolism. This happens by stimulating other hormones, specifically thyroid hormones, insulin, and adrenals, right? So, when you have more body fat and leptin is released by your fat cells, the way it's designed to work is leptin says, hey, hey, fat, fat's here, we've got, we've got enough, it's the hall monitor of fat accumulation, and your body, while trying to keep you safe and healthy and not put on too much stored fat, some stored fat is good and healthy and everybody has it, responds by decreasing hunger, increasing metabolic rate. On the flip side, when body fat is very low, and there is not an excess of fat cells secreting leptin, the low leptin levels communicate to your brain that maybe there is not enough stored energy, and so appetite is stimulated and metabolic rate is slowed down. Your body is really brilliant. It's designed to keep you lean or at least to keep you from storing too much extra fuel using metabolism, metabolic rate, and appetite as regulating mechanisms. But we often break these regulating mechanisms, and we do that by overfueling ourselves. We break these mechanisms with processed foods and the fact that food is everywhere and we end up eating too much of it because it's designed to be hyperpalatable, make us want to eat more. We break our own fuel-regulating system. It really actually is a perfect system, but just like When we can become insulin resistant because we consume too much sugar or starch or processed foods, and so our body doesn't respond to the insulin signal anymore, and that's what we call insulin resistance, we can develop leptin resistance in the same way, and our body just ignores those leptin signals because they become immune to them, and we can change that. We can change it, and we can change it now. There's basically, I've talked before and I've done an episode about that I will link to in the show notes on what I call the carb cycle and how eating carbohydrates actually makes us crave more carbohydrates and puts us in this cycle of more hunger and more cravings and more fat storage. There is a similar cycle. And again, if you want to know more about that carb cycle, I will link to that episode in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. When you understand that cycle, it's very easy to see how the same sort of thing happens with insulin. Let's say we routinely eat a lot of sugar or starch, or we eat sugar and starch very frequently, like we're constantly kind of pumping this in with maybe a snack every hour, every two hours. We are routinely putting that sugar, that starch into the system. Blood sugar is elevated, and insulin is elevated in response to that. And so over time, when insulin is always hanging around, we develop a resistance to it. Our body doesn't respond to the messages. Its sensitivity to it decreases, just like if you listen to loud music. Over time, it won't seem so loud because you're just not as sensitive to it because it's always there. So we develop insulin resistance. And with insulin resistance comes increased fat storage because there's more insulin that can't do its job as effectively, so we are in storage mode for longer. And because of that, more fat storage means more leptin secretion. And then the same sort of problem happens with leptin. Leptin's always there, just like that loud music... We don't respond to it as much. We're not as sensitive to it as we would be if it were intermittently secreted as it's supposed to. So then we develop leptin resistance. And our body just doesn't respond to leptin, which means our body doesn't send the same signals to suppress hunger and increase metabolic rate. So we're hungry and we have a lower metabolic rate and we're not responding to insulin So we are staying in that fat storage mode. This happens over time and it leads to weight gain as well as making it really hard to lose weight and to change your habits because you're battling against a body that is predisposed to store fuel in the form of fat and also to be more hungry and less satisfied, right? That is what we have to keep in mind when we routinely eat high carbohydrate diets, especially processed cheap carbohydrates that send our blood sugar through the roof. Our body just isn't as sensitive to insulin, which means we burn or we store more fat. More stored fat means more leptin is going to be released because leptin is released by our fat cells. And then as leptin continues to rise, your body's just like, meh, right, that's always there. It doesn't have the sensitivity of response that it's supposed to. You don't get the satiety signals you're supposed to. You can eat in excess without feeling as full and store fat without increasing your metabolic rate as your body was meant to do. The good news, the very, very good news here is... That as with insulin, we have a tremendous amount of control over the action of leptin through the foods that we eat and the lifestyle habits that we adopt. Because leptin is so significantly impacted by insulin, because insulin is really one of the controlling factors in whether or not we are storing fat or not, and more stored fat means more leptin, one of the most important things we can do to encourage healthy leptin signaling the way it's supposed to work is to control blood sugar and minimize the things that require the action of insulin. Now, as I go through what those diet and lifestyle habits are, I'm going to guess that they sound very familiar to you because I've talked about them several hundred times before. The question I want you asking yourself is, what are you doing about it? I think we can all agree that there is a big difference between dissecting a horse and riding one, right? Dissecting a horse and riding one. And the reason I use that as an example is because there's a difference between being familiar with information and consistently applying that information. So as we talk about things like minimizing processed foods reducing wheats and grains, having the majority of your diet come from whole foods like vegetables, fish, beef, poultry, nuts, seeds, and some fruits, I want you asking, what am I doing with this? How well am I executing? How well am I practicing? And how consistently am I practicing? Where can I improve? And how will I do that today? Asking yourself questions like, where is sugar present in my diet And how can I make an improvement? Where and when are processed foods present in my diet and what's an improvement? Do I really know all four of the golden rules of carbs and fat loss and how consistently am I executing on them? If I know all of this, am I implementing it in a way that my body is responding and I am getting the results I want? When we talk about bringing insulin and leptin into balance so that our body is really working in our favor to increase metabolic rate and decrease hunger when there is ample body fat to reduce storing more right, and increase the chances that you'll burn what you do have in excess, we have to be focusing on, number one, quality food really minimizing those processed foods, those sugars, and those starches. An easy way to do that is following the four golden rules of carbs and fat loss, which I talk about in episode 195. And a lot of people just summarize them as carbs at night, but that's not it. That is one of four rules. And people will say, yeah, 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 yeah. But again, are you dissecting the horse and you really understand what's there? Or are you riding it? There's a huge difference. Really focusing on protein and fat, but understanding that too much is too much. And we cannot consume any food when we are not hungry or when our body doesn't need fuel and expect it to not be stored. Anything in excess gives the body more fuel than it needs. And the only time your body is going to turn to stored fat to use that as fuel and burn it is when the body needs fuel. Keep in mind, too, That all of these processes, these hormonal processes, fat burning, etc., requires micronutrients. So you have to be focusing on quality. Are you eating vegetables with your meals, right? Are you getting healthy fats or are you somebody that's on the bacon and cream cheese diet? You want to make sure that you're consuming fats that give your bodies and proteins the nutrients that they need instead of just eating what is delicious. Now, I am all for foods you love that love you back, but delicious cannot be the only factor when you are making your food choices because fat burning does have micronutrient requirements. So quality of food really matters. I want you thinking about if you understand, yes, I need to eat less sugar. I need to dial back the starch. I cannot overeat. Snacking every hour is probably not a strategy that is going to work when fat loss is my goal, so what am I doing about it? Where are there opportunities for me to make improvements, and what improvements am I committing to today? If I know all of these things, am I practicing them? And if I am not practicing, how can I start to practice now? All of these hormones are intertwined. And when we improve leptin, we improve insulin. When we improve insulin, we improve leptin. We benefit our adrenals. We benefit our stress hormones, our thyroid hormones, our sex hormones. If you improve one, you improve the others. If you damage one, it will impair the others. So keep that in mind and have your your focus, your filter through which you hear this information Be the filter of implementation. What am I doing with this information? If I know I've got to cut back on the sugar or the alcohol or the processed foods, how am I going to do that today? If I understand that I should have my one serving of carbohydrate in the evening, but most of the time I sneak one into the afternoon because it's not that bad, How am I able and willing to move in the direction of what I know is best for my body? And if you haven't yet listened to the episode before this, which I think is 402, the episode before this, I think it'll be very helpful to you because it talks about how exhausting the journey to change can be if we aren't creating momentum. And it's based around the quote, if you get tired of walking up a hill, run. Momentum makes it easier. So if you are tired of this process, if you are tired of thinking about food all of the time, take a listen to episode 402. I think you're really going to love it. Have a great day, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number four.